Hello, and welcome to the Author's Den podcast, where we help authors share their message to the world. Join us as we feature unique conversations and get ready to be inspired. Now, let's get started with the show. And now welcome the amazing Lizzie T. Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome, everyone. How are you doing? Welcome, good afternoon, good evening, good morning uh, in this beautiful world. How are you? I am so, so excited today and really ecstatic to be able to speak to another author here at the Author's Den. Uh, We are so excited because there is so much Uh, culture, so much novelty, so much experience all over this beautiful world that we cannot, we cannot stop, we cannot uh, allowing everybody to know wonderful people, wonderful authors, wonderful stories that are coming through us here on the Authors Dam. I am one of the hosts of the uh, Authors Dance podcast, but there is many, and uh, there are a, such a, a privilege and honor to be able to speak to incredible people from all over the world. And today, uh, guys, this is not going to be the exception. All the way for Austin, Texas, I have an incredible lady, young lady, uh, that is going to be with us sharing a little bit of their story, a little bit of their expertise, a little bit of the um, things that are going, been going through. And obviously, a book needed to be written. So yeah, we're going to be speaking today, everyone, so you know, um, to Mary Lou. Mary Lou uh, has an incredible memoir, um, War Ready in a Father's Shadow. It was uh, published by Universe. A young American girl wrestled with challenges of military, uh, constantly on the move during the whole world. Uh, through her 14 uh, moves in 10 years, that's a lot to move, uh, frequent travel and exposed to historical places that Dar saw in the world in different ways than her parents. Uh, Dar says that it was inspired to share her story with the discovery of her father's and World War II Jerry after he's this, which helped her to finally understand him. And that's incredible. I can, I can identify with Mary Lou because after, after everything my father went through and not through wars, but just moves different places in the world, we were able to understand him a lot better. She has launched her new marketing push to her book and uh, which it uh, takes place in many places in the world, but I do not want to give it away. Um, because this is really definitely uh, a teaser uh, for you to get an idea, for you to get, uh, you know, a, a want to go to her website or to go to wherever uh, we're going to find out wherever we can get the book. I assume that it's probably in Amazon. Um, but, uh, yeah, the the war again, the, the book is called War Ready. But yeah, let's meet this incredible lady, her story, her passion. And uh, her uh, wanting to continue to 
leave a legacy, right? Her father left for a legacy and she's continuing on uh, to, for others to, to, to see it, to hear and to discover her stories. And that is, it, this is going to be incredible. I am so, so excited and so surprised and I can't wait, wait to hear her speak today. So uh, yeah, let's get ready. Awesome, awesome. Let's welcome her with a wonderful round of applause. Love your name. Welcome, welcome to the author's den. How are you doing today? I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm so flattered and honored to be part of your program. I'm I'm very flattered and very honored. So I'm happy to talk to you today. You're very kind. And I appreciate you very much. I, I love your self-spoken voice, and definitely there's a lot more to this self-spoken person. Uh, lots went through. I mean, you've moved so many times. Before we, we, we get started into you, the nitty-gritty, right, the book, the, the, the essence of this mm-hmm. uh, interview, uh, writing, was it always part of your life to do journal uh, always or came on later on in life when you decided, you know what, my father has a, an amazing story. I don't want it to live with him, to, to die with him. I want it to continue on, like I said earlier, a legacy. What writing, what, where does the writing became part of you? Well, I did, you know, right growing up in school and in college, um, it's easier for me to write than it is to talk. So I guess that was one reason. And I discovered my father's diary after both of my parents had passed away in the bottom dresser drawer of his dresser. <laughs> and I was astonished when I read it. And so parts parts of it are quoted in the book War Ready. Um, but it, it it opened my eyes to a person I didn't know, who was my father. I hadn't known that side of him that was he wrote about. And so um, I would encourage everybody to just find some time to write. Sometimes that's a, just that's write a very... whatever you can. That's an awesome suggestion. I was just going to ask that. Usually I ask at the end of the show, but yeah, you're a little bit of ahead of me here, but that's incredible. One of the things that I love what you said is that you discovered your dad's journal, your dad's diary after a while. Incredible. Ah, that is that is a, a big surprise. I did not know that. Um, what did it feel like? All of a sudden, you're going through his things. You're going through, um, you know, the things that he's left, and here, 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 you are with a book, with a, with a notebook, and and it's all about his life. What did it feel like? Oh, am I gonna find things that I don't want to know, or, or were you excited to know that <laughs> this is this is my dad's life? Well, what did it feel like? I was astonished, to be quite honest. My brother and I were doing going through the house together, and we we were looking through through his things together, and uh, looked at, at his uh, diary or journal. Uh, we were just astonished because he never talked about the war. He was in World War Two and in Korea. He never talked about any of his experiences in the war. 
I don't think men from that generation who had been in war, I don't think any of them did any talking about it. But um, it it was good to find a written record of of his memories of that time. That was was good. But it was... Of course it is. Yeah, Mary Lou, I'm, I am so shocked. This is such a good uh, way of starting this uh, conversation. I hate calling an interview because this is, you know, this is an amazing conversation. But what a surprise, you know, that you and your brother walk in and you start going through. And I assume because a lot of, I've, I've known a lot of uh, people that have fought, even including Afghanistan later and many other places and people have written books, but it is definitely one of the hardest thing is to talk about experiences that, that people go, went through in the war, absolutely, and back then even more so to be able to share horrific uh, incidents and, and, and trauma and things like that. Those things did not get talked. I assume once he was done or once he was released, it was not a, a topic of conversation on the table or even discuss that with right, right. with yourself. Right. So you were able, was there any, right. any surprises, things that you did not expect? And obviously we're going to talk a little bit about it in the book um, that, that you didn't know about your dad. And all of a sudden reading his diaries, you were like, OMG, what did dad just do? Or, or there were things wow. that just... Well, the travel he did during the war, he was in, during the war, but he traveled to Scotland and Wales, and then he was sent to Paris um, and returned. We never knew any of this about his travels during the war, and um, the trip over was on, um, let's see, a freighter. And he was, uh, let's see, I think six other ships followed the, the ship he was on with other men, a full of soldiers going to the war, followed it all the way across the Atlantic until they uh, harbored in England. Um, he loved being in England. He loved the mm-hmm. food, the people. It was beautiful. It was different, of course, than being in the war. And so... Uh, that was new, and it, it was all new. It was a different story than we knew. Yes, yes. Father. Finally, you see another side of your dad that you had yeah. no idea that he yeah. was, and especially when he's expressing himself with uh, the food that he tasted and things that he got to see. So absolutely, you saw it in a different light. So what was it like, Mary Lou, uh, for you to be able to um, know so many places? Because you, you've gone to Japan, Germany, and I know myself, traveling to all over one child uh, being a child I wasn't able to make long long term relationship with friends because every time I did that I you know my father just time to move right and so I didn't want to get hurt that was my experience I didn't want to have a relationship because we're going to move right away so how was it for you um, in that sense well, you described my feelings perfectly when you what with what you just said. Um, I, I I never had long lifelong friends because we moved all the time, 
And so sometimes it was very hard to move someplace where everyone had grown up together. Their parents had grown up together. They all went to the same church and their mother shopped in the same places. So it was sometimes very hard to um, to to make yourself become a friend in in a new situation like that. The other other people didn't need That's friends. Right. I'm the one that needed a friend, but they had friends and they didn't need one an extra. But but it worked out. I learned a lot about um, how to get along with people, and yes, it so, yeah, worked well, of out. Course. I did I did have friends. Yeah. You had to learn and you had to kind of self-protect so your feelings and your uh, self-esteem, all those things wouldn't get hurt. That's one of the things that I had to learn myself as well. Sure. Uh, but uh, sure. well, I, on the other hand, you probably experienced things that many other children, many other kids, and many other people would not be able to to. Um, to experience, like knowing the culture in, in Japan and then knowing the culture and yeah. food and things in Germany, what what would you say is one of yeah. the best uh, favorite places? I don't think it was this. I don't think there is such a thing as best. But what are, what are your favorite places that you got to experience for a little longer? And uh, and what are your favorite foods that you tried in different parts of the world? That's a good question. Well, first of all. Uh, the the memory that had never left me and probably will never leave me is the time we lived in Japan from 1952 to 1954. That was seven years after the war, and uh, uh, we were not totally accepted. I mean, we lived in Nara, which is on the uh, the east coast of Japan, and um, many people in Nara had not seen American children. And um, so we were kind of, I don't want to say oddballs, but we stood out so much. We were taller and larger than the Japanese people. And we learned to speak some Japanese. We had Japanese in school. And um, wow. that was very helpful. Yeah, we, the parents. It was a small American community, and the parents wanted us to know the culture of Japan, mm-hmm. so they paid for a Japanese tutor. So wow. we did learn some Japanese, and that was helpful for my our, my parents when we when we went places. But um, and and I was wonderful young girl who was our maid. Hatsue Imari, and she wanted us to call her Hatsi, so did. And um, she was like a big sister to me and a daughter to my mother. She was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And um, the funny thing, that's not funny, but I have to back up a little bit to show you, to tell you the whole picture. When we left for Japan, we we lived in Houston with my mother's parents. And my aunts and uncles and and my mother's cousins came to the station, the train station, to see us off. And there were so many tears and so much crying and red faces. I I was nine or ten years old at the time, and I thought, well, maybe we're not coming back. Everybody's so Well, we we went to San Francisco and got on a ship and went to Japan, then so forth. And then at the end of that period, two years later, um, 
we got on the train to uh, to ride to Tokyo so we could get on the ship and return to the States. And little Hatsi had come to the station to see us off. And I have never seen anyone cry like that. She was just physically spent. Her face was so red she couldn't stand up straight. She kept reaching out for the train car, knocking on the train car we were in, and the train, the electric train just made a jerk, and then it slowly, slowly started. She was left in the middle of the station. That No one would go around her. No one would get near her because she was so upset. It was a terrible, terrible way to end, terrible way wow. to say goodbye. It, it, It's incredible how you describe it, Mary Lou, because I am living it right now. I can see uh, your friend's uh, face, and I can imagine myself being right now in that train station. I love the way you explain, and I love the way you portrayed your story. That's incredible. That's incredible. I'm not sure if that's on the book, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, Are you able to speak a little bit or understand Japanese nowadays? Well, I didn't didn't hear it again after we left. And so without hearing it, it faded away. I mean, I could say, arigato gozaimasu, I mean, thank you, uh, sayonara, goodbye. Those are words you read here in the movies and you, you know. Anything that Absolutely. It's like in anything. You don't practice as much and then, you know, you start forgetting it. But I, I'm pretty sure that if you get immersed again uh, with, with Japanese, that might come. Any favorite uh, meals or food or desserts that you've tra- from many places that you've well, traveled that you like, that you will love to try it again? Maybe maybe it's, it feels different once you are back in the States, but maybe when you were living there, uh, you know, it ha- everything true. has a different yeah. smell, a different taste, of a different everything. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's a, it's a kind of a contradiction. Um, the, the, my parents were very uh, careful about where we went and what we, we would not, were not allowed to eat um, that wasn't cooked at home because um, everyone doesn't like Americans. And they're not they were not happy that we were there um and so it would have been easy for someone to feed us food that was you know would have made us sick or something like that and so uh, for military people it, it was not a not really not a, a lot of people not a good were, idea okay not, so you were yeah, your yeah. parents were very careful <laughs> Yeah, they were very careful, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I completely understand. I completely understand. This is incredible. I had no idea that I was going to get into such a deep, deep uh, feelings <laughs> and, and experience what you went through as a child. That's incredible. So let's talk a little bit about now about your book. So the, what you're telling me right now, I'm not sure if it's part of the book, but what other than you finding the uh, the the written the note the diary from your father, anything else inspire you to write this amazing book? Well, thank you for asking again. Um, I was I went to, to take a writing class at. Um, when I, I was living in Galveston, and a teaching friend of mine, this wonderful teaching friend, was teaching this writing class, and she 
was on to me for three years. She said, Mary Lou, you've got to come to me. You've got to do this. And I thought, I don't want to go sit and listen to old people talk about their stories. Why do I want... Well, I went one time, and there weren't any old people in the class. <laughs> but the people who were there wrote the most incredible stories of their lives. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So that's all it took. I didn't miss one class after the first one. And so that was that was the beginning of the book. I wrote all those stories. And then after I finished the class, I wrote more at home. So that's kind of how it started. I wanted my grandsons to know about my life growing up, and that's why I wrote what I did. And I think leaving—I think leaving a legacy and leaving uh, the story of your father and pass it on to family and friends and and absolutely it's one of the greatest things that we can do for our family members and for our for our friends and and definitely definitely our next generation i think what you're doing is incredible i am glad that uh, your uh your reading instructor was uh, or the course that you took was so inspirational to you because that, that will definitely uh, give me uh, a, a way of, you know, some, a lot of us take courses and, and they, we identify with um, with something that happened there. Uh, but uh, not everyone can say, I, I want to continue this. You were so inspired by other stories that you thought that your story was just as good and uh, definitely maybe even more deserving. So I'm glad that you've listened, that you you like what you saw, and uh, that is incredible. That is incredible. I'm looking at the cover of your of the book, War, War Ready in My Father's Shadow. I see two pictures by Mary Lou Dart uh, of a little girl and a little boy. I, I assume this is you and your brother. Love, love the cover. How was your experience in writing this finally? Because one of the things is for us to kind of put our thoughts in paper or 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 computer or typewriter, whatever it is. But the other thing is actually going through the process, and that could be very challenging. How was it for you? I have too many questions. I'm so sorry, Mary Lou. But let's talk about the picture that I see right now on on the web of a little boy and a little girl. Is that you? That's a picture of me when I was um, about seven or eight and my brother when he was three or four. We were living in Richmond, Virginia. There's an engineering school there, and my father was sent to school there. And from I'm telling you a long story. From there, he was sent to Japan, and we lived, we moved to Houston to live with my grandparents while he was away. And then I've already told you about how we, we got there and we, we left. But um, my mother took that picture, and it's, it's in the book. Wow. Um, That's beautiful. It's, it's for me. Thank you, darling. Thank you so it's much. It's so beautiful. It's adorable. I mean, anybody who looks at the cover, they will completely fall in love with this because you want to just <laughs> dig right in 
and find out, you know, what what is this all about? What happened? Uh, how, what can I get out of it? And that's really what I wanted to ask. You know, people looking at this and they, they're going to grab this book regardless just because they see, they see you know, a, a boy and a, a little boy and a little girl together and, and you say we're ready. Like that's a, a very, very strong uh title um really? what do you think that yeah what do you think readers are, are will get from your story well i hope they'll get something about how military families lived and how they live now um we all we always had to be ready to move you know um we always had to be on alert so to speak when we lived in foreign countries to be aware that everyone doesn't like Americans or everyone isn't welcome, isn't glad that we're there. And so uh, kind of live on the edge a little bit when you travel in military. And um, on the other hand, we met wonderful people. And we lived in Munich for almost three years, longest place we'd ever lived anywhere. And and I'm still friends, I still correspond with the German family that were so kind to us. They were like relatives. Wow. And we have been to see, oh, it's wonderful to know people like that. And they, she cooked wonderful food and her daughter has been to see us and they're wonderful people. But my grandmother was of German heritage. And, okay. Um so I guess that was part of part of that too. Anyway, yes, you were able to long, relive a long answer. Yeah, you were able to relive, you know, where your mother came from, grandmother came from, and how does she uh, immigrated yeah. to the states? And you see a little bit more of the culture, the the past culture, and your yeah. second generation. That's incredible. Um, and, and, you know, great to social media. I was just going to say, you know, when you lived in Japan and you lost your nanny, or which it wasn't really your nanny, it was like your best friend. Um, nowadays, with social media, you're able to keep in touch a little bit more, um, even if you live in the same place. But that's not the case now. back then. It was like the hand and paper. And I'm glad you're still Thank friends you. with your friends in, in uh, Germany. That's incredible. Um, before I forget, um, I wanted to ask you, people that know you as, you know, the, the daughter of a military person and now going through having your own children and having your own life, and I assume you're retired, and, and now you're publishing a book at your very young age. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how old you are, but that's okay. That's irrelevant. But what, are the, what is the okay. feedback that you what is the feedback that you get from family, friends, people that even on your workshop that you're finally published and that you're um, doing interviews all over the world here in Canada and the States? Um, what, what is the feedback that you get from, from people? Well, people have been very accepting, very interested and anxious to read book and know about it. I've, I've been surprised, frankly, that of, with of the interest from people in the book in the story, so um, it, it's it's been rewarding for me somehow. Um, awesome, the best I can describe it. <laughs> 
That yes. is that is Thank the greatest you. feedback ever because um, sometimes people uh, don't believe in us or, or they think this is you know we're, we're too young or too old or too whatever. Uh, nobody's gonna, but it is it is a, a, that you put in all the naysayers beside, and you are actually doing what you think is right, and especially sharing with the world your story, your life, and I can guarantee you that there is a lot of people that are going through the same thing, families that are moving with their military families, parents rather, and uh, they have to go through similar things that what you have to go through. Um, where can people, before we forget, where can people find your book? It's on the Barnes & Noble website and I think Amazon website. That is correct. And so for you guys who are listening and this, uh, we will have a link for you to be able to go straight to Amazon and Barnes & Noble and get this copy, this amazing story, this amazing copy of um, Mary Lou. The book's name is uh, War Ready. In My Father's Shadow. Uh, the price is incredible. You could have it in Kindle. You could have it as a hardcover. Um, you could have it just as a paper uh, back as well. So Kindle, uh, hardcover, and paperback. And uh, the one of the biggest um, links or one of the biggest website, which is Amazon and Barcelona, which is incredible. And obviously, if you get it, uh, make sure you write your review. And if you hear here on the author's den, also mentioned it, uh, that uh, you've heard it, that you were intrigued, that you were curious, that you know somebody uh, that will love to read this, please mention it because that's really what it makes the writer keep going, writing a sequel, writing a, a, another story. Uh, we, I believe that we all have a story inside of us. And uh, she did allude to that earlier uh, when we were talking about what else is there um, or how can people do, should people do this? And uh, she was saying that, Everybody should write a story. Um, is there anything new coming up, Mary Lou, with you? Uh, perhaps a sequel to this, uh, perhaps a second story. Um, now that you got the taste of it, you probably think, I can do this again. Well, um, to be honest, um, a lot of emotion that had, was not expressed growing up I was able to express by writing this book. It, it was it was healing for me in a lot of ways to look back at my past, how we'd moved, the people we'd met, and um, so that I, I'm I would be happy for anyone to write to try to write something about their life, their past. It, it was very healing for me to write this book, very healing. And, um, you know, military life is not like life living in the same neighborhood with the same mm -hmm. people that you see all the time. So so it was it was healing to go back and, and look at it and write about it. 
Absolutely. And I can see how I can hear and I can hear in your voice how important this was to you. And I, I'm glad that you're sharing with that you're being, being vulnerable right now to say that the, it was healing. Because a lot of a lot of us who go through some sort of trauma or some sort of issues in our life, there's never closure sometimes. Um, closure is very uh, important for a lot of us. So the fact that you were able to have closure and be able to read this and write this and go through the feel, the, the process, and that is definitely like therapy. Um, some of us go through see a counselor or a psychologist or a therapist, and some of us write about it. And obviously, I was I'm able to see this in Mary Lou that this was uh, a way of therapeutical way of getting the closure, healing things and feelings and and perhaps trauma that she wasn't able to understand when she was young. Now uh, she was, she's able to close the door and say, you know what, what my father had to go through or what we had to go through, it was definitely worth it, made me grow, maybe be a better person. And um, here I am to tell the story. So absolutely. And if there is anyone out there that uh, would like to have that experience again or would like to feel what it's like to write something that went through your mind, please listen to Mary Lou uh, and do it. What is, what's, What's the worst thing that can happen? You get published, and <laughs> that is the worst thing that you could happen. Um, right, Mary Lou? Yes, darling. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And that's what I was saying. That's the worst thing that it could happen is that, that you get published, oh, you know, okay. and uh, that's not you too bad. <laughs> no, that is not. <laughs> that is not too bad. Not too bad. I love our conversation, guys. Please check it out on Amazon. The book's name, I'll repeat it again: War Ready in My Father's Shadow. Um, it is in Kindle, uh, hardcover, or paperback, and uh, you can order for a friend, for a family member, or for anyone that you think that will be interested in getting a little bit more about this amazing lady's story. Mary Lou, um, we're starting to come to the end of our uh, our, our uh, conversation here, but is there anything else okay. that you would like to leave us with or anything else that uh, you would like to say to the audience that is listening to us today? Well, I'm going to tell you two, two very short stories that I didn't say. We, my, when we lived in Japan, my father took us to Hiroshima to see the destruction there and we had a horrible experience. And when we lived in Munich, he took us to Dachau to see the death camp there. Um, those were learning experiences, believe me. Um, there were lots of learning experiences, but those are unforgettable. And it, it it's well, I will I will never forget those experiences. And um, I hope that the world will never experience anything like that ever again. Thank I you, understand. Darling. Thank you so much. Oh Thank wow! You. Thank. Thank you, and and on uh, this has been incredible. Just staying in the line, I'll be right back. Wow, um, you could you could hear in her voice. Uh, you could hear this is painful. Um, I need to applaud you for and and uh, the guts to say this. And wars 
wherever they are, um, they're not good for anybody, not good for children, not good for people, not good for anybody. So one of the things that we really pray for, and I know it sounds it sounds cheesy or it sounds, you know, world peace. <laughs> That's what we're praying for. And uh, you could hear from a lady that uh, lived it with her family that this is very painful still. Nobody deserves world in this world. Um, I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much for coming here to the Author's Den. Please, please check this book out. We're ready in my father's shadow. It's an incredible story, and I know that you will benefit from it. Thank you, everyone. Have an amazing day. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of the Author's Den podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of our future episodes. That's all for now. We'll see you next time.